Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Versatility Podcast. For today's episode, I'm here to recap uh, week week 13 of the NFL regular season. Uh, all the action that happened yesterday and the game on Thursday. And then, of course, later tonight's Monday Night Football game between the Patriots and the Bills, which is probably going to be the best game of the week, if I have to say. But of course, before we get in there, Let's go over the NBA scores from Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and so forth. So let's go from Wednesday. We had the Pacers losing to the Atlanta Hawks 114 to 111. We had the Magic beating the Nuggets 108 to 103. The Celtics beating the Sixers 88 to 87. The Wizards defeating the Timberwolves 115 to 107. The Cavs beating the Heat 111 to 85. The Bucks beating the Hornets 127 to 125. The Mavericks defeating the Pelicans 139 to 107. The Rockets being the Thunder 114 to 110. And the Kings defeating the Clippers 124 to 115. On Thursday, we had the Raptors defeating the Bucks 97-93. The Bucks getting their us since getting on an eight-game or seven-game winning streak, I believe. The Bulls defeating the Knicks 119 to 115. The Suns defeating the Pistons 114 to 103. The Grizzlies defeating the Thunder, yes, 152 to 79. Yeah, you heard that right. 73 point loss by the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, definitely the uh, largest margin of victory or winning margin. In any basketball, any any professional NBA game in NBA history. This is the biggest win in NBA history and the biggest loss in NBA history. Uh, no team has ever defeated a team by 73 and the other team losing by 73. Yeah, OKC down bad with this one. Just a, just didn't even, at that point, didn't even try. Uh, and John Moran wasn't even playing in this game, I believe. So, uh, OKC, they're going to be bad for the next couple of years, but uh, they'll get better at some point. And finally, the Spurs, they defeat the Blazers 114-83. to Then Friday, we had the Heat defeating the Pacers 113-104. The Cavaliers being the Wizards 116-101. The Nets defeating the, the Wolves. 110 to 105. The Sixers defeating the Hawks 98 to 96. The Rockets defeating the Magic 118 to 116. Pelicans defeating the Mavericks 107-91. The Clippers defeating the Lakers 119-115. The Jazz defeating the Celtics 137-130. And the Warriors snapping the Suns 18-game winning streak, beating them 118 to 96. Saturday, we had the Nuggets defeating the Knicks 113 to 99. The Bulls defeating the Nets 111 to 107. The Spurs defeating the Warriors 112 to 107. The Bucks defeating the Heat, unfortunately, 124 to 102. The Grizzlies defeating the Mavericks 97 to 90. The Celtics defeating the Blazers 145 to 117. The Celtics, I mean, the Clippers losing to the Kings 104 99. Yesterday, the Jazz. They beat the Cavaliers 109-108. The Raptors, they defeat the Wizards 102-90. The Hornets defeat the Hawks 130-127. And then finally, the Rockets defeat the Pelicans 118-108. So today, there's 10 games. There's the Thunder Pistons, Wizards, Pacers, Grizzlies, Heat, Hawks, Timberwolves, Spurs, Suns, Cavs, Bucks, uh, Hornets, Sixers, Bills, 
not Bills, Bulls, Nuggets. Well, the, the, play, the, the Bills do play t- later tonight, but still. Clippers, Blazers, and the Magic Warriors. And the three games tomorrow between the Nets, Mavericks, Knicks versus Spurs, and the Celtics and the Lakers. So those are going to be the three games tomorrow. And, of course, the other previous ten for later today. Let's get into the music side before we get to the recap of week 13. Let's talk about the new releases that came out as of uh, last week on Friday. So not a lot of albums, not a lot of projects I heard. I only heard Hall of Fame 2.0 by Polo G, which is, of course, a deluxe album from Hall of Fame that he dropped earlier in the year. Um, And to be honest, the production, I mean, I still kind of prefer the first project not the deluxe i prefer the original project but i do prefer the production on the deluxe than i prefer it on the original so i guess for some reasons i would go back to the deluxe listen to it just really because of the beat selection it's a little bit different than a lot of the songs that do kind of sound the same on the original hall of fame uh there's definitely some good tracks here black man in america is probably the best one uh, Bad Man, uh, Smooth Criminal, I mean, that one sampling Michael Jackson, no no doubt about that one, that one's a banger, uh, Unapologetic with Nelly Chapa, why did I say it like that, Nelly Chapa was pretty cool, uh, Fortnite, Decisions, those were kind of mid songs to me, I don't want to, I don't want to say, I, you know, I'm just not going to say mid, because it just sounds suspectful, but you know, songs that were just okay, Suicide with Lil TJ was alright, Piano G, uh, I can't believe he actually made a song called piano g but you know he kind of had to he he knows what's going on in the internet so he just had to he had to throw it in there don't play with little baby was also kind of fire yeah, the rest were okay but i just rather the production on majority of songs on the deluxe than i do on half of the original project um still my favorite songs off the project are probably what like gang gang no return rap star painting pictures and uh yeah, Painting Pictures and Bloody Canvas, those are definitely the best songs on the album, including the deluxe, so, so yeah. But uh, it was not a bad release, I'm not gonna sit here and say it was, it was shit or mid, it was, it was okay, I enjoyed it, for the most part. Uh, Ariana Grande and Kid Cudi dropped a single for uh, a movie that they're gonna be on a Netflix called Don't Look Up, was it a decent song, it was okay song. Wasn't wasn't a we're expecting a little bit more. I mean, from Kit Cudi and Ariana Grande, definitely was expecting a lot, but it was it didn't really come out that crazy to me. It was okay. Uh, Khaled dropped the project. I haven't heard it. Uh, I definitely should check it out. Sinister by Corday featuring Lil Wayne came out. Definitely banger. Definitely a banger. It just gets me more excited for his new project. Hopefully, whenever he's coming out, coming out with it, whether he's gonna drop it late. Late, late, late in 2021, or is he going to drop it early next year? He's probably going to drop it late this year. I don't know. Christmas? I have no idea. Um, there's still many albums. There's still a couple albums that are expected to drop this year before the year wraps up. Of course, Juice World is dropping next week. Rick Ross is dropping next week. Tory Lanez, I believe, is dropping next week. Uh, of course, Roddy Rich next week, or not next week. Oh, yeah, next week. He's going to be dropping on the 17th. Corday might drop Playboy Cardi. You never know. I mean, Playboy Cardi did drop a whole lot of red on Christmas last year. Will he drop Narcissist this year? He's on tour now, so I don't know. Maybe something could show up. Maybe 
you know, might do something again. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, speaking of Juice World, he also dropped a single, or his label, unfortunately, uh, dropped Wandered to L.A. with Justin Bieber. Pretty good song. I enjoyed it. Very, very laid back. Definitely enjoyed this song. She did like Justin Bieber on this song. It wasn't, it wasn't horrible. I'm not going to lie. You know, he did his thing. He did his thing here. Also, Nardo Wick dropped his debut album. Uh, it was very, very, very mid. But uh, definitely some bangers here. I mean, who wants smoke hard as fuck? Me or some with Future and Lil Baby was cool. Everything else was kind of not really my cup of tea. Uh, yeah, it wasn't really that much, really enjoyable. STGE dropped the project. I didn't even hear that project yet. You Are My High, DJ Snake Future, basically sampled like a, a TikTok trend, a TikTok sound or whatever. Okay, wasn't my favorite. Um, Sean Mendes dropped a single too, I haven't heard that one. Um, but yeah, those are those are the releases that came out this past week. Still expecting Juice World to drop, Rick Ross to drop next week. You know, I'm, I'm expecting uh, big things. Big, uh, big things. I mean, who's expected to drop next week besides Boogie? Looks like he might be dropping next week. Who knows? I also heard Young Boy and Birdman are dropping a project together, and I, I have and I heard something about the album cover. Uh, actually, let me just look this up right now. Um, I they've I've been hearing that the album cover that they're putting on for that project looks horrendous. Um. But I've never seen the picture of it, so I uh, I hope it's not uh, as bad as I, I think. What the fuck? Oh no, no way that's real. That's not that's not fucking real. No, no. Okay, this okay. This is this is the project. Okay. Announces from the ba Bayou mixtape. Okay, so it looks like this is the album cover. Okay. I just saw another one that just looked like a meme album cover um, because they just basically morphed young boy's face and Birdman's face into one looking like half Dennis Rodman and half like I don't know like it's I have no idea it's like I, I really don't know this this con this looks like if Dennis Rodman just had tattoos on one side of his face and then had that little soft tattoo right above his uh, eyelid. I don't know, bro. This looks bad. But it's just a meme one. The original, I think this is the official one that I'm looking at right now. Where it's just dumb two regular pictures. Uh, a crocodile or an alligator chewing on money. Stacks of bread. You know, has like a forest vibe. Has a, you know, wild forest vibe. There's some dude in the background. I don't know if that's Birdman again. That's Birdman again in the background. Yeah, uh, this definitely looks a little bit better than the one I just saw at first, because whatever, man. I don't even know if this album is going to drop next week, but it looks like it will be. It looks like it will be, so we're going to have to check that out, maybe, I guess. I mean, I don't, I don't really listen to Youngboy or or uh, Birdman, especially Birdman. I don't even like Birdman, you know. Yeah, he's brought, you know, he's brought Lil Wayne and Young Money into, you know, an establishment, but uh, still, that doesn't really. He's he's a he's a businessman, not a good rapper. He's a great businessman, not a good rapper though. So yeah, Rick Ross, Tory Lanez, Juice World, A Boogie, Birdman, Young Boy. They're expected to drop this week. 
And the next week, at Roddy Rich. And maybe Anneli Chapa, maybe Corday, maybe Playboy. Um, everybody else, I'm expecting them to drop next year. So Kendrick, yeah, Kendrick is not dropping this year. Travis is definitely not dropping this year. So yeah. Those motherfuckers, they should be dropping their projects next year, but from the ones that I just mentioned, um, they might, they might, you know, they might drop it pretty soon within the next couple weeks. Next, let's get into the next uh, headline. So it's reported that Drake withdrew his two Grammy nominations from uh, next year's Grammys, uh, basically, that was coming up in about next month from now, almost two, a little less than two months from now. Um, there is no yet like a real reason or any reason for that matter on why he withdrew those two nominations. But if I'm guessing, I mean, Drake did speak out about the Grammys like uh, what, like two years ago or something where basically they cut him off where he was having a speech. I think he won a Grammy. Uh, it was like 2019 or 2020. I think it was 2019. I think he won a Grammy for either God's Plan or for sicko mode, or for, for uh, something off of Scorpion, and he was giving a speech, and he was basically kind of dissing—not uh, really dissing, but kind of just telling the people around the world to follow their dreams and not let the Grammys feel like it's—it's it's the symbol of hope and like the biggest symbol for you to, the biggest recognition that you can possibly get, or let the Grammy think that if you don't have this, it doesn't represent you as an artist, that you're nothing without it. You know, kind of just showing like a real message, like portraying that you don't need this to be a good artist or to be valuable in the music industry or whatever. Uh, and so, you know, basically kind of just saying, you know, Grammys ain't shit. You know, if you it just if you just put it that simply, Grammys ain't shit. And he's right. And of course, you know, the weekend after what happened last year with him just saying yeah fuck the grammys i'm not even submitting anything i could drop the greatest project in the world but i'm not submitting that shit to the grammys ever um happened you know the whole situation was kind of difficult but he didn't want to he didn't want to the grammys to make that decision for him to win one of those awards again he chose to do the super bowl his decision i i'm not mad at it you know the weekend does not need fucking grammys drake does not need fucking grammys to prove themselves or to 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 be another Grammy laid in their fucking mansions just just standing there looked at as a prized possession that I think is uh is valuable. Obviously, you know, you worked your ass off to get a Grammy. Um and it's not something that isn't valuable. I think winning a Grammy is definitely something big for anyone who does music. I mean shit, if I was a rapper and I won a Grammy it would be kind of awkward of me thinking, hey, fuck the Grammys, fuck this. But then proceeds to win one, and then the whole story is going to change, right? Then you're going to be like, oh, no, 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 oh, wait, but thank you. I'm thankful for my fan. It just kind of changes your, your perspective on it. But it's his decision. Uh, Drake is not going to actually have those like nominations pulled out from the categories. I think the categories are going to stay the same. I don't think there's going to be like replacements. For those two nominations, I think he's still gonna be, um, he's still gonna be not um nominated for those two categories from the Grammys, I believe. Which which was it for, uh, for way too sexy for best rap song, and then for, for best rap performance, it was for way too sexy, and then I believe, for best rap song, it was for no, not best rap song, for best rap album for CLB. 
So those are not going to be, uh, you know, they're not going to be uh, replaced or anything. But obviously, CLB is not going to win Best Rap Album, whether you picked it or not. Just not going to win because it's obviously pulled out. So it's between Cole, Nas, Tyler, Kanye. Look, makes things a little bit easier, but still between those four, it's kind of hard to choose. Um, But yeah, that's that. Drake doesn't need those motherfucking Grammys. He's gotten four or five of them motherfuckers. So he's he's good to go. He does not give a shit about them anymore. Anyways, let's now go to the NFL season. We had week 13 action yesterday. Let's start off with Thursday Night Football. We had the Cowboys versus the Saints. And the Cowboys were able to pull this one off 27-17. Dak Prescott, 20 for, 26 for 40, 238 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Tony Pollard with a rushing touchdown and Michael Gallup with a receiving touchdown. For the Saints, Taysom Hill, 19 for 41, 264 yards, two touchdowns. Jesus, four interceptions. And a receiving touchdown for little Jordan Humphrey and Deontay Harris. So, yeah, the Cowboys offensively played pretty well. You know, definitely uh, picked up the pace offensively. Was getting down the field very often. Um, and they were definitely playing great. However, the Saints, uh, Taysom Hill, you know, he's he was pretty bad. Throwing balls, throwing footballs in the air. Getting picked off four times. Making bad decisions, throwing bad, bad, bad throws all over across the field. Um, he did rush for a good amount. I mean, he rushed for 101 yards, 11 carries. So he was rushing that football. He was getting, getting some quick action with getting some quick action with his legs, but uh, with the arm, kind of felt very, very uncomfortable. I mean, couldn't even get a 50% rate. He was just kind of inconsistent. He was very inconsistent. Did not make good, a lot of good decisions. Taysom Hill, man, as a as a as a passer, very very inconsistent, and uh, just definitely proved it in this game here. The Saints are now five and seven, and next week they go up against the Jets. So at least they can take a break and not play a good team because they've been playing a lot of good teams as of recently. And the Saints, man, they have been losing games, man. They have lost five straight games. Yeah, this team is not looking good right now. The Saints have just been a mess. They're probably right now one of the worst teams in the NFC by just performance at the mo at the very current moment. I mean, of course, they're not worse than the Lions or the Bears or even the Giants, but uh, right now they've been one of easily the last couple weeks. They have played like one of the worst teams in the NFL, uh, and it doesn't really look like it. I mean, of course, they have not had a great schedule. They've had to go up against, you know, obviously the Cowboys, the Bills, the Titans. They still lost to the Eagles and to the Falcons. So. And, and apparently they were the same team that beat the fucking Buccaneers on Halloween. But ever since they beat the Buccaneers on Halloween, they haven't been the same. They haven't been the same. They went 0 for 5 in November. But against the Jets next week, let's hope that they can come back and get a win. And they're still obviously in that race in the NFC for the playoffs. So there's still, you know, many games left to go. Not many, but still enough games to go. And for the Cowboys, they're 8 and 4. They got five games remaining. And they go up against Washington next week in Washington. So... 
you know, this is going to be a big game for Dallas. I mean, I know Washington has been pretty inconsistent, but they've been looking pretty good right now. So this is going to be a tough game. Dallas, don't let the Washington football team kind of disorder your, your, your function right now. I mean, your function, it's been looking okay. They haven't been looking that bad right now. They might catch up to you in the division lead if y'all keep losing games. But, of course, the Cowboys, they broke that. They defeat the Saints 27-17. to Now let's get into Sunday. Action between the Indianapolis Colts and the Houston Texans. The Colts defeating the Texans 31-0. to Carson went 16 for 22, 158 yards to one touchdown, excuse me. Jonathan Taylor had a great game, as always. 143 yards, two touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns, 32 carries. And a receiving touchdown for Aston Douglas, and also a rushing touchdown for Deion Jackson, who had 31 yards. And then for the Texans, Jesus, Davis Miles, or Davis Mills, 16 for 14, 49 yards, zero touchdowns, zero INTs. And then Tyrod Taylor, 5 for 13, 45 yards, zero touchdowns, zero, uh, one interception. That was actually the first play of the game. He threw an interception. Yeah, Texans playing bad, not a surprise. Colts playing pretty good, Jonathan Taylor being a beast, expected. So yeah, very lopsided game. The Colts were easily the best team. Uh, They easily played the best uh, football in this game from the very first play when they intercepted literally uh, Tyrod Taylor. Um, Tiptoe out of bounds, interception, that was a crazy play. Crazy highlight of the week. Yeah. Texans suck dick. Texans are now 2-10. Jesus. They, at this point, have almost damn near sole possession of a top two pick for sure. Uh, probably number two at the moment because the Lions have been dreadful. But we'll get to the Lions in a minute. But the Texans, they go up against the Seahawks next week on the 12th in Houston. And the Seahawks also hasn't been playing that Good this year, but come on, let's 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 give Seattle the hope here. Come on, they they're better than the Texans at least, and the Colts are seven and six. They have a winning record now. They will have a bye week next week, so they get to rest after coming off of a W against the Houston Texans, and they go to a bye week. They play four games re- remaining, but next week or not after their bye week, Saturday. They have a game against the Patriots on December 18th. And then on Christmas, they play against the Cardinals in Arizona. And they got the Raiders and the Jaguars. So they got two tough games, then two easy games. So maybe maybe even the Raiders might be competition. But I don't know. The Raiders have been pretty sloppy. So I'll say they're kind of easy competition for the Colts at the moment. So yeah, Patriots game next up for the Colts. But they will be on a bye week next week. So they'll get some rest. And so yeah, the Colts, they defeat the Texans 31 to zero. Next game, we got the Minnesota Vikings and the Detroit Lions. And the Minnesota Vikings, they pull off the W, of course, once again, 29 to, to wait a minute. Does that say? Wait, the 29 is not on the Vikings side. The 29 is actually on the Lions? The Lions won this game? They did. They won this game. You gotta be kidding me. Wait, 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 hold on. Let me let me just make sure that they actually hold on. So here's the score. Okay, so they scored 
They scored zero in the first quarter. They scored 20 in the second. Then they scored three in the third. Then they scored six in the fourth quarter. Wait, how did that happen? They lost. The Vikings lost by two points. How did that happen? What, what the fuck? Oh, my God. Wow. Am I reading this right? Wow, apparently... The Detroit Lions have finally won a football game. Yes. I was literally just lying the entire time. Yes. The Vikings didn't fucking win this game. The Lions did. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, man. Unbelievable choke job for the Vikings. But an absolute fucking celebration hallelujah for the detroit lions they got the w man they won a game you know what man this is this is exciting this is happy but in all seriousness what a great performance for the lions they worked so hard to finally win a game this year they played their ass off today and when it came down to the final Four seconds of the game, Jared Goff threw a pass. Oh, man. Gave that passing touchdown, I believe, to Brock Wright. Oh, man. Ended the game, and the Lions become victorious in Week 13. They actually, this is their first win in pretty much a full year. Yes, you heard that right. The last time they won before yesterday's game was Week 13, 2020. Which was almost 365 days ago. Which I think today marks a year. But of course now it's going to start a day. Because they got the W yesterday. Unbelievable. But all seriousness, the Lions, they worked their ass off to get this W. Again, one win. They're not going anywhere, unfortunately. But still, shit, you know, they, they did something. We got to be proud of them. The Vikings, I'm not going to go too crazy on them. They lost the damn Lions. I know they're going to get memed on heavily. They are getting memed on heavily. So, yeah, it's bound to happen. Now, the Vikings are in a pretty bad situation. They're 5-7. and seven. Next week, they go up against the Steelers. This or this week, it'll be on Thursday Night Football. Yeah, if they can pick up the pace there, they got to definitely get a victory against Pittsburgh. Because, yeah, the Vikings losing to the Lions... Yikes, not looking good for y'all. And the Lions, who now have officially a win in their record book, they go up against the Broncos next week. And you know what sucks? I I, I was kind of leaning into the Lions really taking a victory against the Vikings. I I really did see that this, this game would have been that one game that the Lions were finally going to beat the Vikings. Not Thanksgiving, not uh, again, the game against the Browns, and against and the game against the Steelers, I would have said so too. But of course, we know that ended in a fucking draw. And of course, the Eagles game, they were looking pretty bad at that point. So I was giving the Lions a heads up. But of course, that, that didn't age well. They literally got annihilated that game. But they finally got a W. But next week, they go up against the Broncos in Denver. So the Lions, can they win another game? <laughs> Shit, that would be amazing if they can win two straight games. When was the last time that happened? A year ago? We'll have to wait and see. But the Lions, I can't believe I just said that. The Lions, they take the W 
of the week, 29 to 27. Next game, we got the New York Giants versus the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins were able to get the victory against the Giants, 20 to 9. My bad. I didn't even get to talk about the stats from the Vikings-Lions game. So Kirk Cousins, 30 for 40, 340 yards, two touchdowns, uh, a rushing touchdown for Alexander Madison, and a receiving touchdown for K.J. Osborne and Justin Jefferson. For the Lions, Jared Goff, 25 for 41, 296 yards, three touchdown interception. A touchdown for a receiving touchdown for TJ Hawkinson, Brock Wright, and Amar Rustic Street Brown. Now let's get back to the Giants Dolphins game. So the back to the Giants Dolphins game. The Dolphins won 20 to 9. Mike Glennon came in uh, for the starting position after Daniel Jones suffered an injury. 23 for 44, 187 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception. Um, the Dolphins, however, Tua Tagovailoa, 30 for 41, 244 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, and two receiving touchdowns, uh, one for Matt Hollins and for Isaiah Ford. So the Dolphins, they get their fifth straight victory. They are now 6-7, six and seven, while the Giants are now 4-8. and eight. The Dolphins are red hot, man. The Dolphins are still here. They're in the playoff hunt right now. They still have a losing record. They still have a little bit left to go. But they're still not breaking loose. They've been winning games. I'm happy. Right now, the Dolphins got to keep it up. If they want to make a postseason, they got to keep winning these games. It's it's We're almost pulling off this damn miracle that we were 1-7. And, and now we're 6-7. And, and we're getting closer and closer to a playoff spot right now. Yeah, it's incredible. The Dolphins, 6-7 and seven now. They go up against the Jets. Not next week because they have a bye week next week. But on the 19th, they stay in Miami. They will play against the Jets. So that should be another easy game. They're going to take a week off and then play against the Jets after that. Simple. And then the Saints, that that game looks pretty simple to me at this point. I think the Dolphins are easily going to beat the Saints in that one uh, two days after Christmas. That's going to be on the 27th. But then, of course, the last two games to start off 2022 Against the Titans and the Patriots, those are going to be the really tough games for Miami. But we'll have to wait and see. And for the Giants, they're 4-8. and eight. Next week, they go up against the Chargers. they in L.A. So the Chargers, looking pretty slumpy this season, but could definitely easily take a victory against the Giants next week. The Giants, of course, one of the worst teams in the NFL. Didn't really play great at all. Didn't have their starting quarterback, but still... Couldn't play that great at all. But the Dolphins, they take the W 20-9. Next game, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Atlanta Falcons. The Buccaneers, they take the W against the Falcons 30-17. The Buccaneers are now 9-3, while the Falcons are 5-7. Tom Brady, 38 for 51, 368 yards, four touchdowns, an interception. Uh, two rushing t- or two receiving touchdowns, excuse me, for Rob Gronkowski, a receiving touchdown for Leonard Fournette, and for Cameron Brait. The Falcons, Matt Ryan, 30 for 41, 297 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, a rushing touchdown for Mike Davis, and that was all the action for the Falcons. So, yeah, the Buccaneers, they were pretty dominant against the Falcons. Um, the Falcons did play okay in the first half, but then the second half they just decided, hey, 
let's just not we're, well let's we know that Tom Brady owns our ass there we're not gonna be Tom Brady we we know that he basically owns us so we're, we're not gonna even put up a fight but the Buccaneers they the first time they're making pr- pretty bad mistakes I mean uh they made some pretty bad uh pretty de- bad decisions uh Tom Brady that one play where he got picked off when he was like Literally almost a hundred yards away from the from the end zone. Um, yeah, simple mistake, but also the defense has been a little bit of a struggle this year. It's still a pretty good defense for sure, but it just has been very what if. You know, if they're gonna play like this in the playoffs, I don't know if it's really gonna work out that well. But if they keep this up, man, they're still one of the best teams in the NFL. Brady's still looking pretty good, and he's an MVP candidate for sure this year. So, yeah, we, we'll have to wait and see really what's going to pan out for the Buccaneers in January. See how long, they, how far they can go. If they're worthy to make it to the Super Bowl and repeat as champions, I highly doubt it. But, hey, man, you know, it's Tom Brady. You never doubt Tom Brady. I've doubted the man many, many times, and... Very, very, very was right. Super Bowl Fifty Two was probably my biggest, my biggest uh, flex. That was the only. That was one of the many times that I've doubted Brady, and that I've actually gotten right. But the other times, yeah, I was far, far incorrect. Now the Buccaneers are now nine and three. They go up against the Bills next week, December twelfth. So in Tampa. So that's going to be a pretty fun game. Pretty exciting matchup between two best teams in the NFL. And the Falcons 5-7, and seven, they will go up against the Panthers next week in Carolina. So we'll have to wait and see how that pans out. And the Buccaneers, they defeat the Falcons 30-17. Next game, we got the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the New York Jets. The Eagles were able to get a victory against the Jets 33-18. Gardner Minshew was actually the starting quarterback replacing Jalen Hurts. 20-25, 242 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, a rushing touchdown for Kenneth Gainwell, and two receiving touchdowns for Dallas Goddard. Jets, Zach Wilson, 23 for 38, 226 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, a rushing touchdown for Zach Wilson. And uh, how do you get zero yards? That's weird. Okay, uh, receiving Went to uh, Ryan Griffin and for Elijah Moore with each a receiving touchdown. And the Eagles, man, they're 6-7. and seven. They continue to win games. They're doing pretty good right now. They're on a hot streak at the moment. The Jets, they're one of the worst teams in the NFL. Nothing too crazy. Nothing uh, unexpected. Yeah, but the Eagles right now, they're looking actually pretty good. Uh, they've been winning these last couple games. Now they did lose to the Giants uh, last week, so... That was a pretty rough game, but had to come back. They have four games remaining. They have a bye week next week. So on Washington, they go up against Washington on December 19th in Philly. So we have, you know, still four more games left for the Eagles. And for the Jets, 3-9, and nine, they go up against the Saints next week in New Jersey. So I'll have to wait and see how that pans out, but... Looks like the Saints could get this one, but the Jets, you never know. They might upset. You know, they also have been looking that great as well as always. They will, they're, they're just the Jets, you know. But still, anything could happen. It's, it's been a very unpredictable season, so you never know. 
And so, the, yeah, the Eagles, they take the victory against the Jets, 33-18. Next game, we got the Arizona Cardinals versus the Chicago Bears. The Cardinals defeating the Bears, 33-22. The Cardinals are now 10-2, the first team with 10 victories. And the Chicago Bears, 4-8. and eight. Cardinals, Kyler Murray, 11 for 15, 123 yards, two touchdowns. And those two rushing touchdowns, Kyler Murray, and then a receiving touchdown for James Conner and DeAndre Hopkins. And for the Bears, Andy Dalton, 26 for 41, 229 yards, two touchdowns, four interceptions, a rushing touchdown for David Montgomery, and a rushing touchdown for a receiving touchdown for Hakeem Grant and Jimmy Graham. So, yeah, the Browns, I mean, the Bears, yeah. They were actually kind of playing pretty good throughout the game. But the Cardinals, their offense is electric. Their offense is explosive. Kyler Murray is back. And what did you expect? A huge performance against the Bears. They stepped up. They played great. Well, I mean, stepped up for what? They've been playing great all season long. So I don't know why I even mentioned that. But still, this team is quite impressive. They're building up this uh, team. Definitely, definitely Super Bowl contenders this year. I still have my doubts that they still might make the, the the Super Bowl playoff contender. Obviously, they're definitely making the postseason. But looking right now, the Cardinals are looking pretty good, man. They're the first team with 10 victories. Yeah, no surprise here. And the Bears, well, you know, the Bears are just the Bears. Can't really expect so much from them. Very consistent plays. That's that. The Cardinals 10 and 2, they go up against the Rams on Monday Night Football next week. So that will be a very, very fun game to watch. Very, uh, very, very fun game to watch. Very good game that we might see. And then the Bears next week, they go up against the Green Bay Packers, who had a bye week this week. So we'll have to wait and see how that goes. The Bears, you never know. Maybe against the Packers, they might upset. <laughs> Shit, you never know. But the Packers have been looking incredible, so I highly doubt it. So yeah, the Cardinals, they defeat the Bears 33-22. Next game, we got the Los Angeles Chargers taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. The Chargers defeated the Bengals 41-22. Justin Herbert, 26 for 35, 100, uh, 317 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Austin Heckler had a touchdown. And Jalen Guyton had a receiving touchdown. And Keenan Allen had two rushing touchdowns. Two receiving touchdowns, my bad. And for the Bengals, Joe Burrow, 24 for 40, 30 yard, 300 yards. My God, 30 yards, imagine. A touchdown, two interceptions, a rushing touchdown for Joe Burrow and for Joe Mixon. So Joe's, both Joe's got a touchdown. And T. Higgins with the receiving touchdown himself. And so, yeah, the Chargers, they were able to pretty much dominate this game. Uh, they were off of a high, 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 high start in the first Half they were playing great. Um, late in the second quarter, third quarter, the Chargers were kind of letting the the the, the Bengals kind of get through in, kind of be playing great. Was kind of letting them their their lead was kind of decreasing every moment by moment. But eventually, the Chargers scored seventeen unanswered points in the not unanswered because they were still taking the lead after to the. Bengals in the fourth quarter, they were still able to score 17 points after that. And they were able to score 17, of course, in the fourth quarter. So, Chargers, they looked pretty good offensively. No surprise here. 
Now, the Chargers are looking a little bit better right now. They're looking in a better position. They haven't been playing horrible this year. Sometimes they look great. Sometimes they look pretty sloppy and can get out of hand. Next week, they go up against the Giants. So that should be a pretty easy game for the Chargers. And for the Bengals, next week, they're both, well, both Chargers and Bengals are 7-5, by the way. The Bengals next week go up against the 49ers in Cincinnati. So a tough game right there for Cincinnati. Or is it going to be a tough game for San Francisco? Both could be the case because both teams looking like a playoff contender. And, you know, maybe we might see both of these teams in January playing. So we might wait and see. But the Bengals, they're, they, yeah, Joe Burrow just didn't look his best. He was kind of all over the place. But I've seen worse performances. I think it will be a step up to the right direction. Hasn't been looking bad this year. The Bengals still impressive how they've been able to play very well uh, offensively. And they've been clicking on all cylinders. So, yeah. But the Chargers, they get the W41-22. to 22. Next game, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the Los Angeles Rams. And as you expect, the Rams decimated the Jaguars 37-7. to Trevor Lawrence... 16 for 28, 145 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, a rushing touchdown for Carlos Hyde, and that was it for the Jaguars. For the Rams, however, Matthew Stafford, 26 for 38, 295 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions, a rushing touchdown for Sony Mitchell, and a receiving touchdown for Van Jefferson, Odell Beckham Jr., his second touchdown as an L.A. Ram, and Cooper Cup. So, yeah. One of the best receivers in the league this year, Cooper Cup, and one of the best receivers that hasn't been playing at his best in the last couple seasons, but still has been putting up pretty good numbers in the last couple games, Odell. They all scored a touchdown yesterday. And the Rams, well, they're they're still a very good team, guys. I mean, again, it's the Jaguars. They suck. They're 2-10. They're horrible. But still, they've been looking pretty good. The Rams keeping their dominance this season. The Jaguars next week go up against the Titans, so prepare yourselves, Jacksonville, for another another tough game that you guys have in the division um, against Tennessee. And the Rams next week, 8-4, they will be going, the, going up against the Cardinals, so that's going to be a tough game for both teams, Rams and for the Cardinals. It's probably going to be one of the best games of the season. Definitely one of the best uh, inner division games of the year, so we'll have to wait and see. On how that goes. But yeah, the Rams, they defeat the Jaguars 37-7. to Next, we got the Washington football team taking on the Las Vegas Raiders. And the Washington football team, oh man, they were able to get the victory against the Raiders 17-15. to The Raiders and the Washington football team are both now 6-6. Six and six. Taylor Heineke, 23 for 30, 196 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, a receiving touchdown for Logan Thomas and Antonio Gibson. And for the Raiders, Derek Carr, 28 for 38, 249 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Josh Jacobs, a touchdown, a rushing touchdown, that was it. So Washington, they were able to get the victory in this game. Washington has been playing pretty good these last couple weeks. They've been able to score um, I believe they're on a four-game winning streak at the moment. Yeah, in the month of October, they looked dreadful. They looked dreadful in the month of October. They just were bad. 
just bad. Now in the month of November, it's a different story. Completely different story. They're kind of shaping up now. They've gotten better a little bit. Next week, they go up against the Cowboys in Washington. A big game on their schedule left. The remaining schedule is literally just teams in their division. They got the Cowboys and the Eagles twice. And they got the Giants to end the season um, on January 9th. So, yeah, these divisional games that the Washington football team have now. Yeah, a lot of these could be upsets. Don't be surprised by that. And a lot of it right now looking good for Washington. As for the Raiders, they just been looking pretty sloppy. Just they've been looking pretty sloppy, man. They have not looked good in the month of November, I believe. They're 0 and 5, I believe. Oh no, actually no, they did win on Thanksgiving. Besides that Thanksgiving game, they lost every other game in November. Um, they again, they're just not looking that great. The Raiders, they started off the season pretty hot. And now they're in a cold stretch. They're now 6-6. Six and six. And next week doesn't get any easier because they go up against the Chiefs in Kansas City next week. So that's going to be a pretty rough game for the Raiders. We'll have to see how that turns out. But the Washington football team, they defeat the Raiders 17-15. Next game, we got the Baltimore Ravens taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the Steelers were able to get the W. Against the Ravens, 20 to 19. Lamar Jackson, 23 for 37, 253 yards, a touchdown and interception. A rushing touchdown for Devontae Freeman and Sammy Watkins also with a receiving touchdown. And for the Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger, 21 for 31, 236 yards, two touchdowns, two receiving touchdowns for Deontay Johnson. Yeah, very, very Back and forth game between these two clubs, between the Ravens and the Steelers. I thought the Ravens were good enough to beat the Steelers, but uh, they fumbled the bag pretty hard. Uh, Mark Andrews couldn't get a simple grab. Uh, sold the game pretty much at the end of the uh, at the end of the fourth quarter. Yeah, the Ravens could have easily won this game, but the Steelers' defense was looking on point. Um, but once again, man, that Ravens' offense is very up and down. It concerns me, man. I think that's really one reason why I won't really give too much on the Ravens in the postseason. I just think that that offense is just not looking as good as I would expect it to be. It's been just pretty rough to see this team kind of perform all over the place, but it's, it's just super inconsistent. I can't see a lot for this team going well for them in the postseason. Maybe get a victory or two, but I don't think... The AFC Championship game is something that they might get to this season with that shaky offense. And that defense can step up as well. But, yeah. And the Steelers, who have been very up and down this year, they were able to manhandle the Ravens' offense. And the defense was playing pretty well. So, congrats to the Steelers on that. The Steelers are now 6-5-1. They have five games remaining on their schedule. And this week, they go up against the Vikings in Minnesota on Thursday night football, so that could be a pretty pretty difficult game for the Steelers, but who knows? I mean, this, the Vikings also came off a loss against the damn Lions, so we'll have to wait and see. And then for the Ravens, they're now 8-4. and four. They go up against the Browns in Cleveland um, next week on December 12th. So the Ravens do have some rough games ahead of them. They got the Browns, they got the Packers, they got the Bengals, and they got the Rams. And then the Steelers, who they just lost to yesterday. So, 
Hey, man, the Ravens, they got to push these games forward. I think the Ravens may win two, three of these games remaining. I think it's definitely possible the Ravens got this in the bag. But I don't know, man. They got to they gotta keep winning these games because they don't want to choke that lead that they have right now in the AFC North. I believe they're right now number one still. They're still number one in the AFC North, but the Bengals, and who knows, maybe even the Steelers and the Browns could still catch up to them because it's not they're not that far. They're not that far behind. Next game, we got the C so yeah, the Steelers, they defeat the Ravens 20-19. So next, we have the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks? They were able to get the victory against the 49ers 30-23. Now the Seahawks are 4-8, while the 49ers are 6-6. Six six. Jimmy Garoppolo, 20 for 30, 299 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Eli Mitchell, one rushing touchdown. George Kittle, two receiving touchdowns. George Kittle was amazing yesterday. Pa uh, passing uh, for the Seahawks, Russell Wilson, 30 for 37, 231 yards, two touchdowns, an interception, two rushing touchdowns. Travis Homer and for Adrian Peterson, his first rushing touchdown for the Seahawks this season. And Tyler Lockett with a receiving touchdown as well as Dwayne Estrigan. Estridge, Estridge, I believe that's who you pronounce his name. So the Seahawks, they able to get their first victory against the 49ers this week. Oh, wait. That's a lie because they actually swept the 49ers this entire season. Yes, they beat the Seahawks. They beat the 49ers on October 3rd and, well, of course, yesterday. So the 49ers couldn't get a W this season against the 49ers despite being a pretty lackluster team, horrible defense Offense just looking very, very shaky, and Russell Wilson's just not playing at his best. But they did play pretty good in this game. They definitely stepped up. Um, they're not a playoff team, unfortunately. It just feels weird that the Seahawks are not a playoff team or haven't been playing like it at all. But, I mean, at this point, the Seahawks, they just have to figure out something else to kind of get back forward. But, yeah, the Seahawks, they were able to get the victory against the 49ers. The 49ers, next week they go up against the Bengals. They're 6-6, six and six, so the Bengals, um, that could be a tough competition for the 49ers. And for the Seahawks, who are now 4-8, and eight, they go up against the Houston Texans next week. So the, 40, the Seahawks could definitely take another victory, defeating the Texans next week. And so, yeah, the Seahawks, they defeat the 49ers 30-23. Next game we got, and finally... Sunday night football between the Denver Broncos versus the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs were able to take the victory, defeating the Broncos 22-9. Teddy Bridgewater, 22 for 40, 257 yards, a touchdown, two interceptions. And that lonely touchdown was Javante Williams. And for Patrick Mahomes, for the Chiefs, 15 for 29, 184 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception, but one rushing touchdown for Mahomes himself. That was it. Yeah, this was a pretty boring game. I didn't even watch the majority of the game. My TV was acting up, so I didn't even watch like pretty much the game in full. I did see it on a stream, but uh, and I did see the highlights. But yeah, this was a pretty sloppy game. Even for the highlights, you just seeing the best of the best. It was a pretty sloppy game. It wasn't too crazy offensively. The Chiefs didn't play that dominant offensively, but defensively, man, 
Hey, man, I feel like every time that I'm talking shit about their defense, every week they just kind of get better and better defensively. And that's what I like to see. The Chiefs are getting better defensively. They have massively improved on that part. It looks like that unit defensively has just figured it out, man. They've figured it out. But they got to keep going because it's not the Super Bowl yet. So they got to keep winning these games because they're still here in contention. Even though they got sole possession of the AFC West, the Chargers are right behind them. They're 7-5. and five. And even the Raiders and Broncos were 6-6 six and six and are two games behind them. You never know, man. They could catch up. They could catch up and do something. But the Chiefs right now, they're looking pretty good. But next week, they have to win because they go up against the Raiders. And who knows? The Raiders, with that victory, they can get one game closer to the Chiefs in possession for the number one uh, spot for the division lead in the AFC West. They got the Raiders, and they got the Chargers, and the Steelers, Bengals, and Broncos. So the Chiefs have a pretty... Okay, schedule coming up. But next week against the Raiders, very important win. Yeah, the offense for the Chiefs, though, wasn't that great. Wasn't that great. I mean, Mahomes didn't even throw a touchdown. He had a rushing down and threw one lousy-ass pick. But that was pretty much it. And for the Broncos, they're now 6-6. Six and six. They go up against the Lions next week. So, yeah, that should be another game that probably won't mean anything. But maybe the Broncos can definitely win that one against the Lions. Definitely, definitely possible. And so the Chiefs, they defeat the Broncos 22-9. Then finally, we have tonight's game between the New England Patriots versus the Buffalo Bills. The Bills, I think, are going to take the victory for this one against the Patriots. I think they're going to be 8-4, and four, and I think they're going to take back the division lead for the first time, and I believe in, like, what, four weeks, three weeks? So, yeah, I do think the Bills are going to finally get back to the number one spot in the division. And New England, man, New England has been great this year. They've been fucking incredible. But I think it's going to end right now. Well, not end it, you know. At least their division right now will be in jeopardy after today's game. But they'll still be a great team. They're not going to fall off that drastically. Speaking of fall off drastically, let's talk about the AFC and NFC playoffs uh, seedings at the moment. So, of course, already the Texans are eliminated. No surprise there. I can't believe the Lions aren't still technically eliminated. But the Lions, Seahawks, Jaguars, Jets, Bears, those are teams that I don't even think are making the postseason or anything like that. The Giants also as well. So, let's just start from the 12th seed. The Dolphins are 13th seed in the AFC, so I think they can be up there. The 12th seed... For the AFC, it's for the Broncos, and for the NFC, the Saints, the 11th seed, the Browns and the Falcons, the 10th seed, the Raiders and the Panthers, the Colts are for the Colts and the Vikings are both nine seeds, and for the eighth seed, it's the Steelers and the Eagles. Now for the AFC, right now the seventh seed are the Bengals, the sixth seed are the Chargers, the fifth seed are the Bills, the fourth seed are the Chiefs. The three seed are the Ravens. The two seed are the Titans. And the number one seed are the Patriots. So that's for the AFC. And then for the NFC, the seventh seed is the 49ers. The sixth seed, the Washington football team. The fifth seed, the Rams. The fourth seed, Cowboys. The third seed, Buccaneers. The second seed, Packers. And the first seed, Cardinals. So it will be basically the Cardinals versus the 49ers. The Packers versus the Washington football team. 
excuse me, not the Cardinals. Uh, the Packers versus the 49ers. Then the Buccaneers versus the Washington football team. Then the Cowboys versus the Rams in the NFC. That's what it will look like in the playoffs. And, of course, number one seed the uh, for the Patriots and the Cardinals, they take the number one seed. So, obviously, they won't play in the wild card game. It will be the second seed Titans versus the Bengals. Uh, the seventh seed, of course, the three seed Ravens versus the sixth seed Chargers and then the fourth seed Chiefs versus the fifth seed Bills. So that will be the playoffs if it were to start today. Of course, today's tonight's game between the Patriots and Bills. Get high up, raise up, and the Patriots can go down, but we'll have to wait and see. So the Patriots, I mean, they're what number one right now in the AFC. They would take the division lead. They will win the division and they would take the number one seed. They wouldn't even have to play in the wild card round. If it was right now, even though they're tied with the same record with the Titans, Ravens and the Chiefs and the Bills could tie that record if they win tonight. So we'll have to wait and see. But anyways, that is it for today's episode. Thank you guys for enjoying. If you guys did enjoy this, I uh, hope you guys did enjoy this episode. I'll be back on Wednesday for week 14 predictions. Damn, I can't believe we're already in week 14. But here we are. Anyways, let's get into the next episode on Wednesday. See you guys in a bit. Take care and peace out, my friends.